Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Wayward Dragons. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. We are just two nerds that are into the occult and yeah. have been friends for nearly a decade now. Yes. And <laughs> we decided that we would, you know, in our conversations and learning about the occult, uh, we'd record it so you guys could deal with us as much as we deal with each other. <laughs> my thought my thought always was is we can't be the only people that are interested in these things. <laughs> like and why not just record ourselves being stupid? I mean stupid subjectively speaking, but this is true. <laughs> no, we we have fun. We're Oh yeah, for sure. We're quirky, we're strange, we cover a wide range of topics from hunt hauntings to cryptids to uh, traditional pagan holidays or neo-pagan yeah. holidays and cults and all sorts of other fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because today we're going to be covering uh, another pagan holiday. Mayday or Beltane. A lot of people know it as Beltane. So, because that is coming up, and we are recording actually on the full moon. It is a pink moon, um, but it is about to be Easter, which we've already covered. Uh, our episode. Yep, and it is currently Passover for our. Uh, mm -hmm. Jewish listeners and Jewish friends, and uh, Ramadan, I think, is the other thing that's going on. Ramadan started on the 2nd, and I do not know when it ends, as I do not practice that. Yeah, actually, one of my, uh, one of my really good Jewish friends posted this really funny meme and it was uh it was always like bro how is it Ramadan Good Friday and Passover all at once and then someone like I guess it was from uh Reddit but there's the drop down from it says uh an all out rumble of the Arabic ex uh extended universe <laughs> And I'm like, meanwhile, we're just over here drinking mead, placing bets, and uh, enjoying the show. <laughs> yeah, just watching from the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, Apollo. Hi, honey. He has decided to make his presence known behind my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to lately, Kelsey? Oh, um, a lot of work. A lot of work. Um, getting ready for my fiance's sister's wedding, um, which is in a couple of months. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it for right now. That sounds fun. Now my dad's currently driving out to, uh, Santa Fe. <laughs> so yeah. That just makes me think of the song from the rent, from rent. <laughs> so i totally forgot he was actually going to santa fe until he sent me a message yesterday on our way and i was like hold on what <laughs> hold on what and um and then i was like who's watching the, the animals i'm like oh that's right my brother still is uh living at home and who i've not shared this with you so um my actual brother sent me a message the other night while I was asleep. So I did not read it till I got up for my shift at work the next morning. My uh, stepbrother and his girlfriend got into a huge argument, right? Bray's and Braylon. Mm -hmm. And I will give Braylon credit. My stepbrother has, um, he's been diagnosed with ADHD and what is called ODD, Oppositional Defiance Disorder. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what it is, please Google it. It's a poor child. 
she puts up with so much of his shit. She's amazing. I'll give her credit. However, they got into a huge argument over food. To the point where they almost broke up over what my stepbrother made for dinner. Because it unleashed apparently some unresolved trauma with her. She does not have the best upbringing. And I will say this. And this is all I'm going to say. Because this is what I said to my brother. Everyone goes through trauma. Everybody. And no one's trauma is worse than your what you went through. No one's is worse than the other. However, if you have triggers and things, that's your responsibility to communicate that to other people. Mm-hmm. You can't just not tell them and not have unresolved trauma and then something happens and you blame the other person. Well, it's- and the flip side of that, you can't expect everyone to shape the world just because of your traumas. It is your responsibility to deal with your traumas. Yeah. You know, if yeah. if something like the smell of, you know, cooking ham triggers you, then, you know, you might want to dig deeper into that or... No. Find a medium, find like yeah. a compromise, like yeah. a halfway point. Um, but I don't know what the argument, what my stepbrother made for dinner. I don't know. Um, it was so bad that his mom, my stepmom, had to go over and like intervene. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say is if you can't afford therapy to go to a therapist to unresolve your trauma, to resolve them, um, kind of find a way for you to not cope with them but kind of come to a medium like a compromise Mm -hmm. with your triggers and things because it's not my responsibility if i don't know that it's a trigger for you or it's a trauma something was a traumatic thing for you and i don't know about it and i do that thing that's not my fault it's not my fault i didn't know and you didn't communicate that to me. So that that's what I've got going on. Yeah. <laughs> Argument over food. Break up almost a breakup over food and uh wedding planning, though not my own. That uh <laughs> That's some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, and my dad's driving to Santa Fe. <laughs> I think they took us trip too. Mm-hmm. My dad um my dad bought a uh big 350 dually so he bought it two years ago fifth wheel fifth wheel 350 dually and the man who owned it beforehand did long haul trucking so it's made to go distances he put like a seven thousand dollar air suspension in it the man it's a great truck so so would you say he's going the distance (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so yeah what's been going on with you um, nothing too crazy, just work and a number of personal things that I've been oh yeah dealing with, trying to get sorted out, and, uh, you know, my mom's not exactly in the best health. Yeah. Uh, she went to the uh, cardiologist about a month ago, and her uh, aorta is enlarged, and... So normal aorta size is 3.5 centimeters. Mm-hmm. A month ago, it was five. Um, uh, yep, sorry, my brain away for a second. So over about a month ago when she went, her measurement was at 4.1. And... Yesterday, when she went, it was at 4.4 centimeters. At 4.5 centimeters, they have to do, or they highly recommend heart surgery. Yeah. So, kind of dealing with that right now. Uh, I've been telling her for years, you know, she needs to start taking care of herself and eating healthier and everything else. And, of course, you know, parents don't listen to their kids. I mean, we don't listen to them either, so... I mean, it's, it's one of those. It's double edged. We don't listen to them when we need it to, and they don't listen to us. So, uh, 
but I will say this. And this is what aggravates me. So for those who don't know, my grandmother died of basically heart disease, heart disease thing. And I'm all for saving the boobies. I'm all for breast cancer awareness. However, more women die of heart disease and heart related problems than breast cancer. Well, I think part of the problem is, is that a lot of the different health issues that there are, a lot of it can be addressed by, you know, being active or having an active and healthy lifestyle, you know, eating Mm -hmm. proper. I mean, it's, of course, it's not a fix-all and it's not a cure-all to end-all, but it is a thing, like, and, you know, I... You know, I know someone who is extremely active, uh, you know, eats fairly healthy, exercise fairly regularly, and still ended up getting breast cancer. So it's mm-hmm. not it's not exactly a, hey, this is going to mm-hmm. prevent it, but it does reduce your risk. Yep. And, you know, not eating or reducing the fried food intake that you consume reduces your risk. Uh, oh yeah, you know, just like you know, there's still a chance of diabetes, but you know, not eating a crap ton of sweets reduces your risks of diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's also, you know, borderline diabetic, so my dad is too. Yeah, you know, tons of <laughs> he's not happy about it. Tons of health things. Oh um, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of preventative stuff you can do. Yeah, but, but sometimes that's... it's just genetics. Well, that's, and that's to me is when you really need to, you know, take the extra steps to make sure you are doing that. You know, if you have a history of something in your family, uh, oh, yeah. you know, don't consume extra stuff. So if you have a history of diabetes, you know, reduce your mm-hmm. intake of certain types of carbs that will get turned into sugar and, you know, oh, yeah. reduce your sugar intake. Yeah. Well, like I have. My grandmother had high blood pressure. My dad has high blood pressure. So I didn't grow up with salt in my food. Yeah. And I still have, you know, a salt shaker on the table. I put a little bit in because both my fiance and I are come from high blood pressure people. It's in our family. So I don't add a lot of salt to our food. Yeah, I mean, that, I, that's, that's something that I grew up with, though. I've having... never been a fan of salty foods. Mm, uh, my, sister, my sister's partner <laughs> likes to add extra salt to everything that they cook and i'm like what dude what are you doing there's some foods like a baked potato and then like noodles and stuff there's certain things i add extra salt rice white baked rice pota- what? What? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah no no, no like, so he'll tea. take it he'll take it and like, he'll use canned green beans and then add bouillon cubes to it, which are, like, 90% salt yeah. anyways. So, like, the whole thing <laughs> the whole thing just tastes like salt. Ooh. Yeah. That's, no. No. Mm-mm. So, like, no. if there's a chance that he has cooked green beans, I'm like, hey, who cooked these? Because that's going to determine whether I eat it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> it's like, who the fuck made this? <laughs> oh, you did? I'm not touching it then. Yeah. Like, and it's not meant as an insult. It's just that, no. you know, I can't personally handle that. Oh, yeah. You wake up with like sausage fingers, like your fingers are all swollen. Yeah. And stuff. Ugh. Your body, re- the salt helps your body retain all that moisture. Yep. Ugh. And you feel gross. So what have you been reading? Anything good? Oh, okay. So. <laughs> All the things. I know. I have not completed anything. Um, I'm in the middle. Well, I just started um, The Devil in the White City. So for those of you who don't know, that is, um, it is basically the story of H.H. H. Holmes. It is okay. The Devil in the White City by, well, that just popped up on my Kindle and I went back away. I forget who it's by. And then I'm also um, reading another Anne Rule book. I forget what that one's called. Um, 
If I can bring up my library app, I will tell you. Yeah, no, with my second job, um, the ice cream Italian ice place that I work at, it's gotten so busy. So I have not been reading as much as I normally should. Um, oh, and Never Let Her Go by Anne Rule. It's the story of Thomas Capino. Um, so, but yeah. I've been reading those too. I also have The King of Confidence by Miles Harvey that I'll be reading here soon. Um, but no, I figured I would tell you I got another Mindful Souls box. So I figured yeah. I'd tell you all about that. I will say, for $45, and I'll put, I'll make sure I like include a picture of everything I got. For $45, this is decent. It's a decent amount of, of stuff. So I like this. It says "Keep calm and no drama," and it's a little llama. meditating llama. <laughs> um, they include an affirmation, little card that you can like put into your mirror or something, which I find kind of cool. Um, so for this month, I got a blue agonate necklace. Mm-hmm. So that's about mm, a little bit bigger than a quarter, maybe, I would say. And then um, they sent a quartz. I would say it's about the size of my thumb. Yeah. Yeah. And these, are, these came wrapped and stuff. I did not do that. I did get a cool um, crystal wrap thing. It's not near my desk though they sent a tiger's eye bracelet these beads are huge these are almost as big as this carlean one i bought mm -hmm. they're huge because normally the ones i have are super tiny um a red agony this is at least the size of a half dollar that's huge yeah that's like the size of your palm yeah my one i got yeah and then they sent uh, mandala socks. <laughs> so for $45, I will say, it's not bad. Oh, and I got um, a lotus flower essential oil. So like a little bottle of a lotus. It's called Ring Song essential oil, but it's a mix of different lotus flowers. Um and actually, it's funny because one of the tattoos I have on my side is a lotus flower. So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, I will say the one thing is that I'm kind of getting conflicted about is at the bottom, they, they have like an insert that they stick that kind of like gives a, like a synopsis of like the properties of each one that they send you. But at the bottom, they say to to cleanse your stones with water. To put them in like a bowl of like running water. This is the one thing that I'm finding irritating is there's more than one way to cleanse your crystals. And like I have sage. I have a sage thing that I bought that that's what I use. Like it's not just water. So that's the one thing. That's like my minor hookup with them is include all the other things, all the other ways, not just water. Not all crystals are soluble in water. Right, because some of them will actually break down. Yeah. Like, because like my thing is, is I have, um, in the last episode I included my crystal shelf. It sits in near my one window that the moon and stuff. So like the sun shines in, the moon you know, you can also put them in the ground, like put them in some Tupperware and like put them in the ground for like 24 hours or sage them or use an incense. I have a bundle of sage. Like there's more than one way than just using water. That's like my only hookup with them. Like hiccup is there's more than one way, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been reading? Because I did not read nothing. 
<laughs> um, so I read uh, Beyonders, Seeds of Rebellion, and Beyonders, Chasing the Prophecy, which are the last two books in the Beyonder trilogy by Brandon Mole. Uh, Brandon Mole is the guy, if you've ever read the Fable Haven books or heard of them, he wrote them. They're like middle grade to young adults uh, series. Uh, this takes place, and so it's the best way I can describe it. If for our listeners, at least, because you're not going to know what this is, is an isekai. So isekai is is a Japanese term that uh, essentially means other world travel would be the best uh, way to translate in English. So basically the characters are the main character or part of the main characters are transported from our existing world, our dimension to another world. Okay. Now, can these worlds all like interact with each other? Well, it depends. So it depends on the it depends on the isekai uh, okay. entirely, and like the series and all that. Uh, okay. Basically, the way this one works is that the world that they're transported into. Um, so they're the the main character in it is considered a beyonder because okay. he comes from beyond their world okay there's other beyonders that show up in the series um some of which are from our world some are from other worlds um that's just a term they use for individuals who exist or come from realms outside of their realm okay so the way that the way that it's explained is that because of time lapse difference is that there are certain time periods where the worlds are synced up in time, but then there's other time periods that they're not. So like if you travel from our world to that world, you can come back and it'd be a week until you're gone a week or two weeks and it'd be like two weeks in both of them. Or you could be gone and it'd be, you know, come back from that world and it'd be like two decades earlier or two decades later. So it just like, it kind of depends on, where the alignment falls with a number of different things with this series. Um, but with different isekai, it works and functions different ways. Um, so technically, some movies and shows that would be considered isekai that people might be familiar with. Of course, uh, Digimon would be considered mm-hmm. an isekai. Uh, Page Master would be considered an isekai. Okay. Uh I was about to say, if you have you watched the series Dark on Netflix? So that's more of a time travel. Not you gotta keep watching it. Okay. Okay. Because it it's not um I'm my fiance I think finished it, uh-huh. but at the end of like the third season, she says that um you're not the guy from this world i'm i'm the girl from this other world okay um, so they start they start doing that sort of stuff it gets super complicated his dark materials would be a prime example of an isekai okay. um, but, but yeah so uh that's it's just different worlds of travel different dimensional travel stuff like that um but yeah so overall storyline it was really enjoyable um one of the things i love and i enjoy about like middle grade and young adult novels is that you know obviously i don't have an issue with sexuality but with certain writers with novels that are adult is that they're just like hey we're gonna make this whole theme where you know there's a massive plug in here where it's just here's a two-page sex scene for no reason or, you know, yeah. there might be a reason. And, you know, while I don't have an issue with that, sometimes I just want the story. I don't want the... Yeah. And, you don't want the other parts. You know, it's not necessary. I mean, sometimes fade to black is fine. 
It's yeah. hey, they go in the tent and you know, whatever. Yeah. And you know, I just sometimes you just want the story. Sometimes you just want to get from point A to point B without seeing everyone else's alphabet. <laughs> yeah. But and there, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes you, you know, some people want to enjoy that or read those types of books and go for it. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was enjoyable. Uh, I like a lot of people disagree with because you know love interests and stuff. I disagree with who the main character ended up with in the end of the book, <laughs> but. That okay. was not my ship. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Book nerd problems. Yeah. <laughs> you get mad. Pretty much. Um, I also finished reading Gay Witchcraft, Empowering the Tribe by Christopher Penzak, which is a really awesome book going into uh, modern day Wicca, but from an LGBT perspective predominantly a gay man perspective uh and there are you know references for like lesbianism and stuff in there but it is written by a gay man and a lot of it is from the point of view of a gay man as far as exploring one's sexuality along with exploring one's theological and theosophical ideology okay yeah interesting I was like, he does a lot of different books. I uh, I, I love Penzac. I'm a little bit of a Penzac fanboy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got one of them. I've got all of them. Okay, shall we get into today's episode? Yeah, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. <laughs> We've been catching up. We don't. We might be best friends. We might do a podcast, but our normal like con like conversations in between episodes is meme sending. <laughs> or hey, I'm gonna be running a couple minutes late. Can we put yeah, this back an hour? we don't we don't really catch up till you guys hear it. <laughs> but all right. So for this episode, we're gonna be talking about Beltane slash Mayday. A lot of people kind of know it more now as May Day. I kind of found that in my research, it kind of switched. Like Victorian era. It kind of switched from Beltane to May Day Festival type mm -hmm. name. Um, but this holiday is commonly held on May 1st, which is in two weeks. Um, as it is halfway between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. So this holiday is the exact 180, like, halfway point as Samhain. So Samhain and Beltane are the holidays that are interchangeable. So if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, you would be separate. I'm um, celebrating Samhain at this point. And just like when we hit Samhain in our hemisphere, it is their May Day type thing. So. Um... Beltane is mentioned in some of the earliest Irish literature and is associated with very important events in Irish mythology. Um, I found a whole bunch of myths and stuff. If you look, um, go on Beltane's Wikipedia page, you can just like keep scrolling the myths if you want. Um, but this holiday is one of the four major Gaelic holidays. Because there's a lot of little ones in between that we've kind of covered. Um, this holiday marked the beginning of the summer. And this is when the cattle will be driven out to the summer pastures. Um, there will be a lot of rituals performed to protect cattle, crops, people in general. Um, as this was a time of growth. And we've talked about this before in a lot of episodes. Especially with the holidays. Everything is a cycle. She is so lovey today. She is. <laughs> His cat. Is it the cat that's in our drawing? In our yep. logo? So she's not She's not as lovey as... I wish you guys could see this. She is like up his like chest. <laughs> Apollo's nowhere to be found. 
Um, but we've talked about this before with a lot of the other pagan holidays that we have covered. Everything is a cycle. Um, so we are kind of at the, if it's a circle, you know, Sawin's kind of at one, like sun, the sun's uh, set, Beltane's the sunrise of that circle. So, and like Yule would kind of be the bottom part of it, I guess, if you want to like have a visual of like the circle that we're going into. So we're going into the growth part of your cycle. So babies are being born, calves are being born, you know, your crops are starting to grow, you know. Mowage. Mowage. I was actually reading that it is very frowned upon to get married on Beltane. Yeah. It's okay for you to like conceive a child. It's okay for you to get busy and have a conceive that baby. However, not a good idea to get married. It's okay to like start the courting relationship. Is she sitting on your lap? Aww. Does she feel does she feel alright? <laughs> oh, she's purring like crazy. Like, She's just being extra lovey. Huh? They know things that we don't. So. Um. So. This is a major bonfire holiday. Um. Fires are seen as kind of cleansing and sa sacred cleansing. Um. So. The smoke and ashes from these bonfires were deemed to have protective powers um people and their livestock would walk around them or th through them um they would put the bonfire kind of on a hill or a mountain and they would make two and you would walk your cattle through them mm -hmm. if you couldn't get them to walk through it then you could kind of maybe get them to like leap over um leap over the fire um but the fire had to be a forced fire. I'm scratching my back and now she's attacking my hand. <laughs> like trying to get me to pet her while I'm scratching my back. She needs loves. She needs loves today. We will she cuddle said. later. Let me record this episode. <laughs> okay. She's like, she's like, Dad, I need cuddles now. <laughs> she is so dramatic right now. <laughs> you see this like, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My black cat is not like this at all. If I if my black cat's like this, it means I need to clean the litter box. Look how guampy she looks. She's just got a resting bitch face. Leave her alone. <laughs> she does. She's just, like, hanging out. All right, out. continue. <laughs> so the fires for these bonfires. <laughs> scratches. Yeah. Oh, she's attacking your hand. She's feeling feisty. She's like, cuddle me, but I might bite you. It's <laughs> feeling <laughs> spicy. It's feeling spicy. Um, so the fires through these bonfires would be a need or forced fire, which is also known as a friction fire. So where you rub two sticks together. Um, it is said that the druids would make huge fires with great incantations, and then the cattle would go through them. Um, in the Isles of Man people would just ensure that the smoke blew over them and their cattle. They wouldn't necessarily like walk over the, or through the fire. So I thought that was kind of weird. Or not weird, interesting. Um, yeah, some people would leap over them. They would um, also douse their hearth fires and like all their candles. And then at the end of the night, you would take like a torch from the bonfire with you to like relight everything in your house. Um, they would also cook, like, certain foods around this time, just like any holiday. So, um, this might include, like, an, if there was an animal sacrifice, you would eat the animal. Um, but I also found a cadle, C-A-U-D-L-E. It's a drink. Um, and it would be made of eggs, butter, oatmeal in milk so i just imagine like a ch chunky milk <laughs> yeah based off what i was reading oatmeal 
oatmeal is like a huge thing. It's a huge thing. Um, they would have it's a like a sweet hot drink, mm-hmm. and I just <laughs> her little tail's like poking out from your armpit. Sorry. Oh, now it is. <laughs> I imagine it as because I found the same thing. I imagine it something just like just like oatmeal we would eat for breakfast, but yeah, like a more liquidy. Thinner, yeah, like a thinner, richer oatmeal. Yeah. Um, but just like anything, every some of this food would be offered to the spirits and the fairies. This is a major fairy holiday. Um, and I found in a couple of places that they would not only um, offer just like one to the the fairy or spirit to protect their animals, but like as to um. They would also make an offering to the animals that might harm their animals. So like for cattle or something, they would make an offering to the wolves and the sheep or the foxes and stuff like that on top of their own livestock. So one offering for each type of animal that they had. Um, And then I found a ritual that I mildly questioned. So they would cut up an oatmeal cake. And one of the oatmeal cakes would have like a charcoal marking. Mm-hmm. And so they put all the pieces back in like a, into a hat. And then whoever picked the charcoal piece out would have to jump. They would either like jump over the fire three times or they would like kind of push them through it. And then they would act like they were dead. I found something similar uh, actually in... So along with that, they would also like playfully and mockingly ridicule the person. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I that's... think that's supposed to be like getting all the angst and all like the negativity out. Yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia was like, it's their way of doing a human sacrifice. And I'm like, ah. I don't think so. Well, it's it's a pro- it's a proxy sacrifice. It's what's referred to as sympathetic magic, uh, which yeah. is enacting or mimicking something without actually fully doing it. Uh, similar to how they would back in tribal times would ritualistically, you know, uh, perform a hunt where one person was acting as the horn god or as the that which they preyed upon, uh, the boar or the elk. And people would, you know, from a dramatization. I was like, I know what word you're trying to say. A dramatization of the hunt and the hunting aspect would chase down and quote unquote kill the person with blunt spears to symbolize the hunting of the animal. Yeah. Yeah. So I. That's the one I found a little weird. That, like, didn't kind of fit, I guess. Um, they would also decorate with white or yellow flowers. And this included, like, doors, windows, your animals, um, flower crowns. Flower crowns are huge for this holiday. Um, the flowers that would be included in this decorating would be primrose, rowan, hawthorn, Grows, hazel, and marsh marigolds are kind of some of the examples. Um, but I think any springtime flowers, I guess, would work if you want to do whatever you want. Um, but in some parts of Ireland, people would make what is called a may bush. Um, this was typically a thorn bush branch. And this is the only time that I was reading, like in Ireland, where you could take down a part of a thorn bush or a tree they're considered they were considered sacred trees or still are i'm not real sure um so it was kind of frowned upon and i maybe think illegal at one point not real sure um but they would take this branch and then they would decorate it with ribbons flowers and bright shells and stuff um it's was generally the responsibility of the oldest person in the house to decorate the may bush and it was kept up until May 31st. Um, in some places, this turned into the tradition of the May pole, 
but it's it's not the huge thing, the huge like plastic pole that you think of now. It was a tree. It was a huge ass tree branch. It was their Maybush that they made that they would sing and dance around. Um, they went to like that tower thing in kind of the Victorian times um, because people would steal other people's Maybushes. So to kind of like get people to stop doing that, they kind of made this Maypole. And then I also. Yeah, I was. It was done as like a comp. Started start. It became done as a comp petition between communities yep. and then from there uh you know because pranksters and merrymakers would take it yep. and try and steal far. each other's stuff uh they did that to prevent it yeah so that's kind of how it started that's where our maypole tradition comes from um yeah i saw in a couple of places where it was like a way to mimic male genitalia i was like well, okay i don't well it's a phallic symbol yeah i was like it is a fertility holiday but i think we're grasping at straws here people ah, or I, can, I can see it i can see it i can see where people would m make that connection um but i do think when when they want to make something bad they kind of grasp at straws um in some places, the maybush that you that you made would be thrown into the bonfire at the end of the night. Um, and then I'm going to get into some weird um, things. Um, so three black coals from like the fire would be put under the butter churn to ensure that the spirits didn't steal it. Um, this is a major butter holiday. Like, you're trying to protect the spirits from getting your butter. Um, they would decorate the horns of their cattle as a sign of good fortune with, like, the flowers from springtime. Um, you would not give any milk to your neighbor on May Day as it was a believed fear that the milk from your cow would be transferred to their cow. So, like... Your cow wouldn't make as much milk. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, in some places in Ireland, the cattle would be taken to a fairy fort. So think of like the stone structures that are in a little circle that you find everywhere. Um, and a small amount of their blood would be taken. Sometimes it would be taken and spilt in the fairy fort and kind of left to dry in whatever other... They did other things with it. Um... They would also perform rituals with water. So they would walk like sunrise. So they would walk like counterclockwise around a well. Um, they would leave coins or cluties, which is a strip of cloth. That's like a good, like a wish or something. Um, the water to be first drawn from that well that day was especially potent and would bring the person who drew the well, the water. Um, good luck. This is where it gets a little weird for me. So Beltane Dew. So this is the like the morning dew. Mm -hmm. um, was thought to bring beauty and maintain youthfulness. So young ladies would rise before the sun came up. When everything's still dewy and shit. And roll in it. Mm -hmm. Get it everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, it would be collected in jars. Slipped out in the sun and then filtered. It was thought to bring an increase of sexual attraction, maintain youthfulness, protect from sun damage, um, and help with skin ailments. Um, men who washed their faces with this would grow long beards. Um, it was believed that you couldn't light a fire until you saw your neighbors, like smoke rising from their house. Um, it was a bad luck to put out ashes or clothes on May Day. To give away coals or ashes would cause you to have trouble lighting a fire the next year. Um, it was bad luck if you put your white horse outside. And if you had another horse beside that, you needed to tie a red rag to its tail. Um, any foal born on May Day was doomed to kill a man. And any cow that was, any calf that was born would also die. 
Um, any marriage or birth was also ill-fated. But, like I said before, if you conceived a baby during this time, with all the merrymaking going on, it was considered a gift from the gods. You would also, I yeah, I was like, okay, you can't have a baby, but you can make one. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, and this is what I also find kind of interesting. And this goes back to it being a mirror holiday of Samhain. So this is the other halfway point um, where the veil is thin. They would leave out offerings um, at night at the table for those one for loved ones who have died while they were abroad. It was believed that they would also return back home on May Day. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, mm -hmm. However, if you did see a robin fly into your house, it was a um, premonition that a loved one was going to die. So, yeah. But this was a time for courting to matchmake. And, you know, you matchmate around this time to get married in a couple months. So... Um, and then I found a weird ritual and I actually kept this article up so I could mildly read it to you. So I found some traditions from Edinburgh. This is from the BBC website. Um, but they would have a procession go up to the top of the hill and it would be led by people dressed as the May Queen and the Green Man. Mm-hmm. And the May Queen would crown the green man. He would get, like, his costume back, essentially. Um, because in the wintertime, they would do another ritual where she would take back his costume. Okay. Like, his spring costume and be given his winter costume. It's the transition from the Holly King and the Oak King. Yeah. So, I only found that one in one place. About, like, the dance and stuff that they did. And, like... Him getting his spring costume and... Are you referring like, to the Morris dance? I don't... It doesn't say anything like that. It just okay. says... A wild dance takes place and the Green Man and the May Queen are married. Okay. That's all it says. So I thought that was kind of... Interesting. He would be painted blue. Um, Yeah, the male... The May Queen's male consort is the Green Man, sometimes called the May King, Jack in the Green, Robin Hood, mm -hmm. the one-limbed fairy Puck. The Red Men represented mischief makers, pan-like figures. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where everything comes from. Um, now we're going to get into some things to do. For this holiday. I will say this before I get into this. And I know we keep saying. We keep saying Sage Goddess. Um, I've said before that Sage Goddess does sell like kits for the holidays. For certain pagan holidays. This is one of them. She does sell a May Day Beltane kit. I've watched the YouTube live for this. She walks you through it completely. It's really cool. Um, to do. Um. Because, like, one of the things that I do that's part of her ritual is you, like, obviously do your bonfire and stuff. But you write down what you want to let go. Whether that's people, actions, um, um, habits you have, or feelings. You know, you want to leave your anxiety behind. You write it down, crumple it up, and you throw it into your bonfire or sacred fire that you've lit for your space. Um, and you do the same thing for your intentions for the next year. That's pretty cool. Uh, and that's and that's something that's pretty cool for like a uh, practice someone who does it independently. Mm -hmm. Personally, even though yes, this is gonna sound weird coming from an introvert, I personally, with stuff like this, really prefer uh, if you could find a group that does like public rituals and stuff. Yeah. Um, because open rituals to me, especially it like helps you connect and build with the community, but open rituals to me are a lot of fun with, mm -hmm. uh, the Sabbaths also, yeah. you know, well, like her YouTube, you, it's a live that you, everyone can join in and you can talk through it. Yeah. So like, that's, that, that's, that's 
it's a little bit different though. Um, yeah, than like being in person. Coming from someone who's done virtual rituals, solo rituals, and then rituals in person with other people, it is a very, very different experience. It is. And a lot of Renaissance fairs are actually opening up around this time. And there's some of them that actually have a whole thing with, uh, uh, which I want to say it's one, there's one in Wisconsin that I've been to that actually has a whole thing with uh, May Day, Beltane, and like they have like a whole section of the Ren Fair that's set up for it and they do the dance of the maypole and everything else. Mm -hmm. They do that one here when we do it in the fall. Like they do it. But yeah. it's the fall time. It's like defeated its purpose. So. Well this is like they they're opening or yeah. they have a specific thing for Yeah, we don't time. we don't hear. We're behind on the times. Uh, you guys are a little weird anyway, so... Um, yeah, I have no idea. Um, but things you can do. So you can plant flowers. You can start planting your garden. This is a good time to get all your little seedlings. If you started your seedlings. It's a great time to get those in the ground. Because around this time, you've already had like your last frost. I would hope so. Um, but if you can't um, buy some, you know, give your neighbor flowers. Give your mom flowers. Give... Whoever you want flowers. Um, give yourself saw, flowers because you deserve yeah, it. Yeah, get yourself flowers. Okay. Um, I found this on one website is to introduce yourself to your local land spirits and to make an offering to them. So, um, and leave an offering for the fairies, like fairy cakes. Um, he asked in this one, he says to read the story of the Tuwala de Tuwata de Dana. To, yeah. to read that story. Um, do divination. Um, like I've said, Beltane is the 180 from Samhain, so the veil is thin. Um, I saw this on this one website, so I will kind of mildly quote it. <coughs> you have to remember that divination cannot make decisions for you. No matter what divination you choose to do. It just shows you um, what's coming. And you have to decide whether that thing that is coming is a good thing or not. Um, the analogy that she uses is divination is like turning on your headlights when you drive at night. It shows what's in the road before you run into it. So it's on your path. You can choose what you want to do about it. Whether you want to hit it head on or maybe choose a different path. That's really all divination will do. But you can choose whatever divination that you are comfortable doing. Whether that's throwing stones, throwing bones, tarot cards, pendulums, whatever you want to do. Um, you can walk between two fires. Have a bonfire. Take a nap under a tree. Um, but ask permission before you do so. From the spirits that are in the tree. That one website with that gentleman said to do that. Make sure you ask permission for you taking that underneath the tree. Um, make flower crowns. Make maypoles. Um, but as I said before, this is a fertility holiday. So if you are looking to conceive and have a child, this is a good time to do a fertility spell if you kind of want to do that. Um... But I'm not saying you have to. If you don't want kids, that's fine too. And as we've said before, fertility mm -hmm. does not necessarily just mean children. You can be fertile in other aspects of life. Yep. Um, have a red and white kind of spring-themed potluck. Get drunk on spring-type wines or mead or stuff like that. Um, try to add like wildflowers into your craft. Um, decorate your altar in favor of your favorite love goddess, so like Aphrodite. Um, cast a love spell, you know. Indulge in a ritual bath of self-love. Um, give the gift of rose quartz. Meditate on the heart chakra. Spend time in nature. Plant a tree. Clean up litter in your community. And plant 
in your local community garden. There are places that have community gardens. Um, so some crystals. I found a lot of crystals. But I'm going to say this. Anything that is like brown, green, pink, white, or yellow. Those are the colors we're running with for this holiday. Spring type colors. And this is like, like I've said, in the part of the circle where we're in, everything is growing. So anything that will kind of help with you grow. So bloodstone, emerald. Emerald is the birthstone for us May babies. <laughs> Even though I don't like the color green. <laughs> um, rose quartz, jade. Rhodonite? Rhodonite. And I actually wear that one. That's this one. That's pink and black one. You pronounced it correctly. I'm trying. I'm getting better. Um, selenite. Serpentine? Serpentine? Serpentine. Mass. Ma mass. Moss agony, which is the one of the other ones I wear. I'm going to say it wrong every time. Um... Moonstone, blood, moonstone, sunstone, malachite. Remember that one. Malachite? Yeah. Malachite. Whatever. Mag magnate? Magnate? Looks like magnate. Garnet. Denectric agate. Carlean, which is another one that I wear. I had a lady. <laughs> While we were in the desert, I bought like a lot of Carlean because it, it all mysteriously disappeared from my home. Did you ever find it? No. Don't know where it was, but the, the lady TSA made a point. probably stole it. Probably did. And um, she made a comment. She's like, you're buying a lot of Carlean. And I'm like, well, yeah. I go, I lost it the first time. I want to make sure that this shit gets home. And it's a very pretty like orange white it's also one of the stones for my zodiac which i found i did not know that so i got done hold on i need to pause for a second i need to make sure my fiance is not asleep he needs to go pick up a edible range <laughs> hazen I think he left and didn't tell me, which is fine. I mean, you're recording. He didn't want to interrupt. Probably not. Um, yeah, his sister's birthday is on Monday, so we got her uh, an edible arrangement for her birthday. Gotcha. And they're not open tomorrow, with it being Easter. <coughs> um, Carlean Tiger's Eye, Tibetan Fairy Tears, which is also known as Clamshell Jasper. Um, Moldavite, which I found kind of funny because we, my fiance actually owns Moldavite. Um, green Obsidian, Fire Agony, and Garnerite. Basically, if you kind of Google it, you get a lot of different answers. If you Google what crystals are good for Beltane, you get a lot of different answers. Well, it's crystals that are spring colors. Yeah, like on the lighter spectrum of colors, I wouldn't go like, you know, like amethyst or like your super, like normal obsidian kind of state of the, and earthy tones, if that makes any sense. Um, but food to eat. What are you typing? I can see that as you type. That's freaking cool. <laughs> that was so that was cool i could watch you type that sorry <laughs> that was that freaked me out for a minute <laughs> i was like what is happening okay but things to things to eat um enemy it, any animal product so whatever 
Eat your and enemies for I mean, if you, want, if you want to. But like any animal product. <laughs> Absorb that includes, their powers. <laughs> that includes butter and cheese. All that stuff. What about honey? I would assume so. I didn't see that one actually. Well, because the, there's the whole debate on whether that's technically an animal byproduct or not. Because like there's... so. I know a few vegans and they are like, there's like a split debate in the vegan community on whether honey is actually an animal byproduct or not. I mean, they do produce it. So, because, you know, vegans can't eat animal byproducts, so they can't eat honey on some of them. And some are like, nah, honey's fine. It's not really. It's also, I think, the whole egg thing. Like, whether you eat eggs or not. I mean, it's just a byproduct of the chicken's menstrual cycle. Yeah. And honeybees produce honey. It's bee vomit. It's bee vomit, yeah. And we take it. So... I always say it's personal preference. It's like the vegetarians that eat cheese. Um, So, any animal product. So... The animal that you just slaughtered to the butter and stuff. If you're going to make butter, it's a good thing, a good um, idea to make compound butter. So get your fresh herbs from your garden, garlic, all that nice jazz. Make some good compound butter. Um, oat cakes. Ban, Bananock? Not real sure what that one is. Um, adult beverages of any kind, but preferably cocktails. Make like springtime beverages. Um, so sangria that... is perfect. Yeah. For... <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, anything that can be cooked on the grill, so like burgers, s'mores, um, anything made with fresh herbs. There's a website that I will definitely include in my resources, and I'll make sure I put it towards the bottom. Um, she listed things to make but she also included her own recipes a lot of things included mint so if you're a big mint fan like myself i will send you a website that our listeners can actually go on and uh buy herbs in bulk because that's what i do because i'm a loser (laughs) Uh, mountain rose herbs amazing website they have all the things yeah, but I noticed like a lot of her like fresh herb recipes were like um, mint. Them included mint. Um, but anything with fresh herbs, you can make like pestos and stuff like that. Um, you can also make fresh cheeses, so like mozzarella, feta, um, type thing. Cheddars do take a while, and so do parm. So you're saying parm. mozzarella sticks are totally okay for this holiday? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'll yep. consume all of those and just die <laughs> immediately after. Um, any springtime vegetables? So, like, you need potatoes, garlic, spinach, springtime veggie, greens, any of that stuff. Springtime um, fruits. So, any berry, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, all the berries. Um, and then she was also putting any type of citrus fruit. Because it's kind of like that springtimey like theme, I guess. So the yellow of the lemon with the yellow of the color theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you put the movie The Wicker Man. Yes, nineteen seventy three. So I have not seen the two thousand six one, but the nineteen seventy three one is amazing and it actually takes place during uh, May Day. Where there is a Scottish policeman who goes to an island to investigate a potential missing child. And while it does not portray... Well, depending on your stance on geopolitical uh, things, it may or may not depict pagans in a positive light. But it is one hell of a movie. Uh also, the best line from the movie is the policeman, you know, slight spoiler here, but the policeman asks why the girls are <laughs> dancing 
naked around a fire. And <laughs> the uh, mayor of the town says, well, yeah, of course they're naked. It's far too dangerous to dance to around dance with loose clothes on. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I'll give that credit. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. But it's, it's a whatever. it's a classic. So yeah, that's Beltane May Day. I like it because it's always around my birthday. So Cinco de Mayo is just so dumb. What about May the Fourth? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Fair. Yeah, we know this. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Fair. So it's my birthday. I always say it was Cinco de Mayo for two days because my day's the, my birthday's the next day. So I turned the big three zero. God, you're getting old. Yeah, and I feel old. I was telling you this beforehand. I've like pulled a muscle in my back, like near my tailbone. Uh-huh. Oh, this shit's not fun. And I have manual like jobs. I have physical jobs. So it's like, god damn, this shit sucks. I hear birds outside my window. <laughs> I even heard that. <laughs> <laughs> That was weird. We both made like the same face to each other. It's vocal too. It's the full moon. Tonight is the full moon. The big pink moon. Also, it's spring and all the birds are trying to get laid like all the other animals. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. But that is May Day. That's kind of where the tradition started. Things you can do now. Some crystals. If you want to include crystals like. Even in your altar, like with your plants and stuff. Um, and some food and things to do. So. Well, yeah. I think next episode we're doing, uh, Kelsey's going to go down a dark, dark, twisted <laughs> Yeah. Hole. We're going to do the history of, well, the orange origin story of Annabelle. Yeah. So we went from this nice spring holiday to Annabelle. I always feel that everyone does like Robert the doll. So. And then after that, I am going to be doing possibly the most wayward, convoluted episode that we've ever done here. Uh, So far, yeah. Yeah, delving into all sorts of interesting and strange things. Uh, That's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. And it's going to have a lot of different topics. Uh, oh, yeah. Involving, you know, conjuration and channeling and cosplay mm-hmm. and all sorts of other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I picked Annabelle, not Robert the doll, but instead of doing a cryptic, because I was kind of tossing up a crypt, I was like, let's do like a haunted doll. Let's do a haunted object, because that kind of goes into what you're going to talk about. A little bit. <laughs> a, little a little bit. bit. So, a little bit. Yeah. So, until next time, I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. And you guys have an awesome day. Yeah. Enjoy the holidays. All right. Bye. Bye.